Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. I am so happy you are here today. Um, This is going to be an amazing episode. Just amazing. So if you have suffered any sort of childhood trauma, dysfunction, you know, any, any sort of anything that makes you feel insecure, which guess what? All of us have, right? So there's obviously different levels of wounding, but even in houses that you think are absolutely perfect, you know, we all, there, there is a, there is a level of, um, of inner child hurts that, you know, the bonding attachments to other, whether it's the parents, caregivers, their siblings, their peers, whatever, you know, at some point makes somebody feel insecure. Um, Now, obviously, the more abuse there was in your household, the more dysfunction there was, that means that your level of wounding, the depth of your injuries are much, you know, much more prevalent now in your adult life, right? They're going to come out through the inner child temper tantrums, through your reactions, you know, whether you're codependent, narcissistic, um, your attachment style, all of those things. But here's the thing about what I'm going to talk about today, and it's all these inner voices that we're dealing with. There is not one person, really, that doesn't deal with one or all of these voices at some point. Um, most people that have intense childhood wounding really will hear them all. So let me first tell you what the voices are, and then I'm going to go through them with you. So you're going to have, um, you might, and I don't actually hear this voice all that much. (laughs) There's the perfectionist. There's the pusher. There's the responsible self. There's the critical, judgmental self, and then there's the protector and the controller. And the protector and the controller is kind of in charge of it all. And the protector and controller is, you know, they're all basically the unaware ego. Okay. So what that means is that it's the ego that is operating based on your subconscious belief system. Okay. So it's it's operating off of different childhood wounding. Um, um patterns that happened to you with people you cared about and loved and again i'm gonna i'm gonna get more into detail on this in a second now let's let's so so what we want to do is what every my goal is always for whether you're you know in coming to me with a couple's counseling or if it's just you yourself is to go from subconscious living to conscious living and um and also what that means is your ego is you know goes from being unaware to aware so it's it's filtering everything through your conscious mind so instead of just reacting instead of just listening to these voices that you know are telling us you know we're not good enough and all of this crap that I'm about to teach you um we consciously ask ourselves you know things like is this true Am I am about, you know, am I, what am I about, what I'm about to say, is this going to help my relationship or make it worse? Will this connect me to my partner or will this more or less disconnect me? Um, is this what I'm about to say or do going to get me fired <laughs> or will it, you know, help me become a better employee and possibly a promotion, right? That's, it's all going from 
basically working with your ego instead of um, your ego working against you. That's the bottom line. So I'm trying to take you from subconscious to conscious living and from an unaware ego to an aware ego, right? So remember, the ego is basing your automatic negative thoughts, which come from, you know, the, the people I just told you about, the pusher, the perfectionist, the responsible self, the protector, the controller, and the critical judgmental self. Those, those um, voices are coming from a belief system, you know, it's coming from your ego, based on childhood programming, right? And um, I want your ego to become aware that this is where you are now. Those things are no longer true, which means you have to hire, you know, heal the belief system. But if you're not working with me and you're not doing that, you know, there's a lot of ways to get to one destination, you know, but, but being aware of these voices is going to help. So let's start with the pusher. And the pusher was and is still at times a big one for me, right? The pusher is one of the, the easiest voices to hear. Um, it's basically the pusher has a whip in one hand and, a, a, you know, and in the other hand is the list of all your unfinished business. You know, you need to, you need to journal more. The beds are unmade. Um, you know what? You need to exercise. Oh, the garden needs weeding. You need to sign the kids up for school. You need to do this. You need to do that. And the pusher pushes us constantly to be more organized, to constantly be on the go, to get everything done. And the pushers have these lists that are so long and unattainable that sometimes, guess what? We just give up and we end up, what do we do? We sink into depression. And so... And that's me. A lot. I mean, that's not me now, but and I've never been depressed. My whole thing was anxiety, but in, in the pusher would push me to anxiety because nonstop go, nonstop go, do more, do more, do more. I mean, I still have a hard time walking away from my um, home office on the weekends. You know, I can't say, and I need to start doing more of a job, better job, even now is like, Taking a day off, a whole day. I don't mean I'm working all day. I mean breaking free from doing nothing. No recording podcasts, no um, newsletters, you know, because my list, my pusher says, oh, did you send that to your assistant? Did you tell her to do this? Um, You need to record a podcast. Um, You need to get that landing page done. You need to um, write another lesson for this course. Did you map out the next course? What about the next course after that? Have you done that? Oh, you want to do this for your business? Oh, well, you do know the garden looks like shit. The lawn needs to be mowed. Aren't you going to cut those trees? Oh, um, Cade needs this. Are you going to call Jax? What about Kenzie? What about the dog? The dog needs to go do this. What about the... And the pusher is a constant... Um, constantly pushing me in my ear. And so what I had to do and what a lot of us need to do is begin to stop listening to the pusher and start listening to the other side, which is the um, the person that is the do nothing. <laughs> See, it's a balance. You know, it, it, there's always something good that can come from one of these voices. So for me, the pusher, when I know that I'm listening to the pusher and it's just, I'm getting anxious and, and I'm overwhelmed, I know that it's time to stop and go and do nothing. And that's what I do now. 
right? You got to stop thinking of, you know, additional things to do. It, it just, it, it does not, will not let you rest. And the pusher does not like you to waste time. And it really will even try to keep you from enjoying a second cup of coffee. You know? It won't even let you lay out in the backyard on a Sunday afternoon and enjoy a few rays. Because what? If you're laying there, guess what? It's going to let you know that what else needs to be done while you're laying there. And the list goes on. And guess where the pusher is? It develops early in life. And it's encouraged by parents, teachers, employers. It's, you know, in very ambitious families. And it's in every type of family, actually. You know, because a lot of people that end up pushers grew up where they just kept pushing themselves to do better to please people. You'll see the people pleaser will come out here in a minute, right? Um, so what happens when my pleaser is taking over is my jaw starts to get tense. My, I get a headache, my neck, my shoulders are to my neck. Um, I'll grind my teeth. And it's not fun. It's not fun and your physical body can't take it. You will begin to break down, right? So, so you know, it's kind of like, um, and what happens is your pusher, which is the unaware ego, thinks that if it's not pushing you, you're lazy. See what the what 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 where the pushers coming from is is basically saying you're lazy and if it wasn't for me you would never do anything. If it wasn't for me, Heather, you know what? Nothing would get done. Um and if it wasn't for me, you might not be as successful are you as you are. And so when I have, you know, like literally said, okay, Heather, talk to the pusher before because I've I've had dialogues with these people and I have asked my pusher, you know, what is it? Why do you push me so hard? Why are you pushing me constantly? Why, why, why? Oh, why do you think, Heather? Why do you think? Because you, you can tend to be really lazy. You know what? You, you tend to, you, you, sometimes you just are a procrastinator. You know, you, you always as a child, what did you do? You only did things half-assed. Nothing was ever perfect. Nothing was ever great. Oh, oh, yeah, well, you did really good up until about the fifth grade. And then after that, you just, everything became about your friends. And we can't have that, Heather. You need to be pushed. Because if you're not pushed, you know, you'll just get lackadaisical. And you'll just, you know, maybe run away like and go hide in a tree like you did. But yeah, I did. I did. I hid in a tree once, hoping my dad would come running looking for me, but he never did. So two in the morning, I climbed down from that fucking tree and went in my house. <laughs> Not surprising. He never went looking. Anyways, um, and I, you know, and so that pusher is coming from that place where. I had that unhealed part that says that basically I'm not good enough, that I don't get shit done. I'm not good enough to follow through. I'm not good enough to know to get things done. So my pusher says, we can't, I can't trust you, so I have to push you. Well, that's no longer true. I know who I am. I know how great I am. I know how confident I am. It doesn't mean that the pusher's voice doesn't come you know, in at times, but it comes in in a different way sometimes now. Now it's... Okay, you know, are you meditating enough? You didn't meditate for an hour today. You only did 15 minutes. Well, why? Why? You know what? Did you journal? Did you do gratitude? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so I'm a constantly, and that's okay, 
Because guess what? I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. And when I become aware of it, I allow the opposite subpersonality to come in, which is the do nothing. You know what? This is basically telling me I need to take a break. I get to just sit here today. I get to take a day off. You know what? I get to be able to just, you know, be um, not worry about anything today if I want. And it works, you know, and, and, and that is the beauty of an aware ego. I'm aware of the unaware part of me and I can fix it. I can correct it. So does, does this, I mean, do you, you resonate with this? Do you have that pusher? So I'm going to ask you, why do you think the pusher pushes you? Talk to the pusher. Ask, why do you push me all the time? What is it about me that you think that I'm not going to get things done? The answer might be very revealing. You know, sometimes it's hard to figure that out without doing inner child work, but try it. Okay, so then what do we know? We know the crit critic, right? What's the critic? Oh, my God. Well, the critic um, basically uh, is always criticizing you, okay? And it can, you know, it, it really collaborates beautifully and well with the protector, the controller. So... Um, it's basically the critic is the person that is reminding you, oh, you've gained a little bit of weight. Well, you stopped exercising during the holidays. Oh, yeah, you know what? She's all, you're always dealing with those same problems because you never make any headway at it. Yeah, you're never perfect. You're, you're bound to make mistakes. I told you this was not the person you should marry. You always do the opposite of what you should do. You never do anything right. You're too sensitive. You're too needy. You have a temper tantrums. Why? Because you're a brat. You're this. You're that. Okay. Then what happens is this. The protector, the controller will take over the job. Okay. Because what, 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 how, how, how does that work? Right? Um, well, then the protector, the controller is going to say, um, you know what? Let's, let's get some exercise done going here right now. You need to exercise five days a week. It's going to control your mind. Get over there. Get, get, get exercising. Maybe even over-exercise today a little bit. Yeah. And you know who else it works the, uh, the critic partners with really well? The pusher. Because as soon as you start criticizing yourself, that pusher comes in and pushes you to do more and more and more and more. Because you're fat and ugly. You better get on that diet. You better diet. And you better like literally limit your food to nearly nothing. I'm going to push you, push you, push you. There's no days off from exercises. None. They work together in unison. And why? Because based on your beliefs about who you are, what you are, how you've been, whatever has been programmed inside of you, right? And guess what the critic is the best at doing? It's absolutely brilliant in its ability to make you feel like shit, to make you feel rotten, to make you feel worthless. And if you have, and you, how, why? Because you might have that belief that says, I am unworthy. Oh, so what does that mean? If the belief says, I am unworthy, then those critics are going to make you feel worthless, okay? Because you are already unworthy. And then the pusher is going to say, yeah, well, we need to push her into doing these things because she'll never do it on her own because remember when she was this and that and then the controller comes in and then controls all of it. They oversee everything, right? So the critic 
you know, um, says things like, you know what, you'll never measure up. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, you know, but, but get, well, wait a minute. I swear to say to myself, but I've lost weight before. Yeah, but you were too thin then, the critic says, but you were too thin then. You were bony. Your shoulders were really bony. You weren't even sexy. You didn't have that butt. You had no butt. I need you to do more squats. Do more squats. You don't do enough squats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And then the pusher get, the, comes in and tells you to get the freak to the gym and, you know, load five plates on each side. <laughs> and you break your back because... You're trying to build a butt because the critic told you, well, first of all, you're fat. Then now you're there to build a butt. Why? Because the critic said you're fat. But then you said, well, wait a minute. I've lost weight before. And the critic says, yeah, and you were too fucking bony. And you didn't have a butt. So now the pusher says, get to the gym, get to the gym, get to the gym. More weight, more weight, more weight. Build that butt. The squats are not enough. And boom. Then you end up on your back, on, uh, with a broken back or back pain. And you're on your back and you're laying there. And then the critic says, you are worthless. You can't even lift weights well. You can't even... See how this works? It's gross, right? So, then what, you know, and then it, it's literally like, um, yeah, you need to be sexier. It's, you know, um, nothing ever pleases, nothing ever pleases um, the critic. Nothing. Okay, you got to know that. Okay, it's really, it, it, it just doesn't. And if you're a perfectionist, Holy shit, the critic is going to have a field day with you. If you are a perfectionist, the critic is going to go insane. Okay, because you will never have any peace. Because the critic will criticize you, and, and then the pusher will push you, and the perfectionist will tell you it's not good enough. It's so, so horrible. Right? And then what comes in also? Oh, here it comes. The incomparable comparer. Well, the critic compares you to everybody, right? You know, yeah, well, your relationship isn't as good as your friends. You'll never have that relationship. You'll never be that good. You'll never blah, 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 blah. And you compare yourself and you go on social media and you see all these fake lives. <laughs> and let me tell you, they're fake. And you go, I'll never, I'll never be that happy. I'll never be that. I'll never be that. Okay. Um. And and you're you're unaware of exactly what the fuck is going on. All you know is you are a piece of shit that is not living up to anything. And then all of a sudden you'll have a self-fulfilling prophecy to say, basically, I'm a fat piece of shit that can will never find success in relationships or anything, so I'm going to just do nothing. I'm going to just forget it. And you will fulfill the prophecy to be unsuccessful, overeat, be ugly, and, you know, feeling that way, by the way. Uh, and or you'll continuously what, try to have a self-fulfilling prophecy of proving over and over that you're not those things. But guess what? Every time you, so let's say you get, you lose the five pounds, you get the promotion. I don't know, whatever it is you, you know, your critic is telling you that's bad about yourself, but you get there. Um, well, then guess what? That won't be good enough. You'll have to prove something else because the critic comes right back. The minute you reach a goal, the minute you get to where you want to be, the critic comes right back. Doesn't leave you alone. And then the pusher comes back in and it all starts over, right? So let's see. How can we use the critic to our you know, advantage? How could we go from an unaware critic to an aware critic, right? 
Well, it's kind of hard to sort through the barrage of the negativity the you know the critic um, gives to us, you know, because there's always something wrong with us, and it's always something to correct. So the gold nuggets that are could be there are pretty much buried in the trash. So you kind of got to look, right? So what you have to do is evaluate, okay, your actions objectively and in meaning. Whatever it is that you're being criticized for, okay, um, maybe there is something where you can do better. Um, I'm not sure. You, you have to look at it, right? Because what is it that you're being criticized for? That's what the first thing I want you to, to ask yourself. What do I criticize myself for over and over? And ask your criticizer. Hey, criticizer. Hey, Heather, the criticizer. What do I, what do you, what, what, what are you criticizing me for all the time? All the time. Okay. So that, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, um, let me think about that. What could, what part of that might be a little bit true? Is there a part that I could work on and realize that I could transform this part of my life, actually? Yeah, maybe I do eat too much sugar, but yet I'm not fat. See how that works? So you're getting criticized for eating too much sugar, and it's also telling you're fat, you're this, you're that. See, so what happens is the good messages get thrown in and mixed in with all of the other critical messages that are not true. And sometimes there's a good message in there because we shouldn't eat so much sugar. Sugar is bad for the body. Sugar feeds disease. Sugar creates disease, right? So if you're being criticized for eating sugar, for also being fat, for not exercising enough, for being this, for being that, your zits on your face, this and that. Well, in that, guess what? You do, maybe you do eat too much sugar. Maybe that's why you have zits on your face. And so maybe you should cut down in the sugar. Huh? Huh? There's the aware ego. So find and see, are there any messages in the from the criticizer that actually could be taken to heart to bring to your aware ego? Now there's the perfectionist, right? So we know the pusher energy drives us to, you know, do things. Well, together with the perfectionist, it sets a standard um, that is really, really high and can really make life an intolerable burden. Now, when the perfectionist works with the pusher, we are required to do things perfectly, okay? And guess what? The inner critic is usually a part of the equation as well. So um, I had a client wanted to write a book. Um, he had a writing block. And it became clear, you know, that it wasn't going to happen, right? And what did, you know, what happened? Um, basically, after we worked together for a while, you know, he had a dad that basically told him nothing he did was good enough. He did shitty work. Everything he did was half-assed. Nothing was good enough. And um, so when you have grown up in a place where you're always being told that's not right, that's not good enough, that's not this, that's not that, you try to be perfect in everything you do. You push yourself harder. But yet, no matter how hard you push and no matter how great it is or near perfect it is the person in your life your dad or your mom or a teacher or whoever says that's not good enough well guess what that's what happens and that will stop you from doing writing that book 
you know, um, finishing that painting. Um, I don't know the, the whatever is in your life. Go, you know, going for the doctor, go, going to for a promotion, you know. And what's happened is we. Why are we doing this? What are we doing? We're basically um, oblivious to the, those parts of us that at one point were relaxed, as well as our vulnerability, right? See, um, we, 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 what, what, what you'll do is pull people into your life that are the polar opposites of you, okay? So maybe a sloppy, you end up with a sloppy child or a, a lazy or a person that's not a perfectionist for a partner. And, and that's kind of what you want to see more of yourself. But you don't have an awareness to separate that inner perfectionist that's your father's voice inside of you speaking. And let's say you have the son that is sloppy and then your own relationship with your son is doomed to, you know, perpetual, you know, perpetual conflict because that father pattern that you were taught, you now are going to pass down to your son if you don't heal it. Yeah. And so these voices, again, are coming from a belief system that you adopted as a child and you took in and you took them as your own. So whatever your critic, your pusher, your controller, you know, your perfectionist, whatever they're saying to you is coming from, they're basically voices of your parents. They're voices of your peers, of your teachers, of how you feel about yourself. That's all they are. And they're subconscious voices. And so you have to change the belief system you have to do the healing you have to dig into the inner child and find out where they came from when did it happen you have to recognize it okay because what happens is we de um, develop this elaborate system of energy patterns of voices that um, protect us and they don't want us to be vulnerable. Why? Because we've been vulnerable in the past and it's been squashed. It hasn't been accepted. And guess what happens? The deeper that we go into um, listening to the, all of these voices, the more angst our inner child feels. And then what happens is the inner child fights back and fights out and reacts and behaves based off the emotions it's feeling from the thoughts that it's thinking. And those thoughts are put there by the unaware ego, which is coming to you as the perfectionist, the critic, the controller, the pusher. Do you see? Oh my God. What? What is your mind blown? Mind blown. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. So simple yet so confusing. So simple yet so perplexing. So simple yet not so simple. And not so simple to heal. And then what do we do? Okay, then what happens? Oh, we 
bring that right into our relationships. Those, all those voices come to with us, and now we've added another person to the voices. We have now um, allowed our voices to speak up against our partners, um, to tell us things that our partners are feeling or thinking or not. We now require our partners to be mind readers. Um, we also then are having our critics, our pushers, our perfectionists, all of the, these people tell us things based on our, part, our partner's actions, which are based on, actually not our partner's actions, but based on the beliefs that we have <laughs> about who we are and how people treat us from when we're a child. What the hell? Yes, there it is. Boom, 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 boom. The fireworks are going off. Yes. Power struggle, power struggle, power struggle. Right here, right here, right here. This is where it hits. The power struggle with your partner. So now... Your partner is going through the same thing. They have voices in their head speaking to them based off of their limiting childhood beliefs, based on then those same um, voices judging you and how you're reacting or not acting towards them, based on their thoughts of they're not good enough, they're not this, based on what their critic says. And then their critic now says instead of, yeah, you're fat, it now becomes your wife thinks you're ugly. Your wife's not attracted to you. Your wife says you're a slob. Your wife says you're not successful. Oh, your husband is cheating. Yeah, he's cheating. You know why he's cheating? Because he thinks you're ugly. Yeah, because men, they leave you. Men, all men abandon you. Look at your dad abandoned you. Why won't you? Why wouldn't your husband abandon you? Of course he's going to have an affair on you. You don't deserve any better. How messed up is this? How messed up is this? Do you see the depth of despair that we can live in if we are unhealthy? It is horrible. Okay? It's just, you know, and then we even have the power broker. What's the power broker? It's basically saying, we've got to keep doing, we've got to keep doing, we've got to keep doing, we have to keep getting more money, we need more money, we, not, we need this, you know? Um, basically, it also gets overwhelmed easily, you know. Um, we don't know how to say, okay, um, basically it's like, okay, if you get here to this spot, then when you reach this goal, you need to put a bigger goal. And then when you reach that goal, you need a bigger goal. You're never allowed to stop having bigger goals because you know what? Yeah, life just, who knows, with you, um, money doesn't last or, or, or whatever it is, okay. You, you have very... Um, the energy in this power broker is all about keeping you going constantly and brokering more deals with yourself. It's about brokering more goals. It's about, you know, um, you know, it's about the voice of power about, you know, just never stopping. And then you have the pleaser. Okay. The pleaser. Oh my God. You know, money, you know, I have a client that, you know what, it was always, pleasing her father that was always complaining he was the growler and then and she would do whatever she could to make sure he was happy right so um because she what she really enjoyed having happy people around her so she would do anything well then you know she felt that it was her job to make sure that her dad wasn't crabby and she grew up into a people pleaser and she people pleases everybody in her life everybody 
And she wound up with a man that, guess what? He does. Takes advantage of her people-pleasing. Runs her ragged. And she doesn't stand up to him. Why? Because she feels that if she doesn't, then he won't be happy. And then her life's going to be a nightmare. So she's got to be able to do this. She's got to be able to please him because she doesn't want anybody to be unhappy. Because then if they're unhappy, that means they're unhappy with her. And if they're unhappy with her, then she can't be happy with herself. And then she's going to start criticizing herself. Oh, yeah, you're so selfish. Do you see that, uh, Miss, Miss Little um, Negative Nancy over there? You could have been nicer. Please, please, please him. Please her. Please her. Why? Because, yeah, you're not good enough anyways. That's why you can't please him. That's how this works. So, and what happens is if you decide maybe I don't want to please, well, then what will happen is this. When you decide to stop ple pleasing, this is why most people keep pleasing. So, you're basically a non-assertive people. And do you know most people go from non-assertive to aggressive? They skip right over being assertive. They're no longer. They're not going to honor themselves and the other person. They just go. Rah, rah, I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. And they attack because they're sick of taking care of any everyone else. And so what what will happen is the 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 that part of them, the selfish part of them, will remind them. You know, if you don't people please, then you're going to do this, and then this is going to happen. Because remember the time that you actually did stick up for yourself, but you did it in a really angry way, and then everybody was against you, and you were crying, and yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it? Negative Nancy. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. Okay, I'll keep pleasing. Yeah, you better keep pleasing because if you don't, oh yeah, you know they're going to leave you. So just keep pleasing. Okay, okay, I'm going to keep pleasing. I'm going to keep pleasing. But yeah, and if you don't bring you know the, that special dish to every party they're not going to invite you again okay i will do that i will do it if you don't say yes to every pta meeting that they ask you to be the you know the chairperson for or whatever then guess what your your children will suffer and they're never going to ask you again okay i'll keep doing it i'll keep doing it let me keep pleasing let me keep pleasing just like i pleased my father so he wouldn't be grouchy that's how it works so you got to heal because who the fuck wants to live that type of life? I sure don't. And I did. And I will not go back once in a while. Yes, my unaware ego is there. My unaware ego pushes me. Never been a perfectionist. Used to criticize myself all the time. Used to overexercise. Why? Because, and this is the truth, my sister told me, I remember at 10 years old, that my butt was big like the... Um, <laughs> true she told me that my the um that we had a dive instructor we were in the bahamas and her name was cheryl and cheryl had a big butt and my sister told me my sister said a lot of mean things to me about the way i looked because here's the bottom line she was the better athlete let me know that and i was prettier and that bothered her and so she would tell me my nose was a piece of clay that somebody just threw on my face. Do you know that I did not even realize why I always thought, maybe I should get a nose job. Maybe I should get a nose job. It didn't really hit me until I started doing this work years ago that, yeah, that's my sister. That put it in my head that I have an ugly nose. Literally. She laughs about it. And of course I'll laugh with her now, but I, because you know what, I know it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get mad at her. I'm not going to say, yeah, that was a really shitty thing to do. Um, but... I held that with me forever. And did you know that at the age of 10, she told me that I had a big butt based on a dive instructor in the island of um, Walker's K. The dive instructor's name was Cheryl. I was 10, literally 10. And by the way, we went back and saw that dive instructor the following summer. Um, and her boyfriend was Barry. He was actually a um, native uh, bohemian. 
what a great couple. But Cheryl had a big butt. And my sister never let told me, you know, over and over, you have a big butt like Cheryl. You have a big butt like Cheryl. So by the time I was 18, I was literally over-exercising to an insane amount where I would be on a stair climber for an hour, drenched. Then I would go do an aerobics class. Then I would come back to the stair climber for another 45 minutes. And then if I, I, and I still didn't feel like it was enough. And I would repeat it the next day and the next day until I basically cardioed my butt away. <laughs> That's how this works. That's how this works. Heal, 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 heal. Dig in, dig in, figure your, your shit out, figure it out. Set up that free call with me. What do you want to do? 2022 is the year that you say no more, no more, no more. Set up the free call, hit that button wherever it is. I don't know if it's on my website, it's on podcast. I don't know, uh, my assistant knows, but it's hopefully around. You'll find it. Go to my website. You'll find it. Set up a free call. Fix your relationships. Fix this, your relationship with yourself because every relationship starts with you. Until next time. Bye-bye.